Hello there, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Brayden. My name is Will. And this is a podcast called Beyond the Ball, where every week we usually talk about a different Pokemon and read all their Pokedex entries, but uh, that's not how we're going to do it this week, because there are big things happening in the wider Pokemon world. Yeah, we got a very special treat for y'all this week. A special, very special Pokepuff bean berry treat. You know, all the... A delicious... Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I thought that I could pull a Pokemon food immediately from the top of my head. Turns out I can't. <laughs> Slowpoke tail of a treat for you. Mm, a rage candy bar of an episode <laughs> on the docket this week. There's definitely, um, like, meals that you can buy or something in, like, Pokemon Let's Go, right? Like, you oh, go to different, yeah. like, Poke Centers, and they're like, this is the delicacy here, and it's like a special candy bar or something. Yeah, Sun and Moon and XY had a lot of a lot of more food stuff. You could get, like, yeah, a top of cocoa, of and like a drink and, and stuff. Uh, I'm probably thinking of Sun and Moon. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of food in those games. But, yeah. Um, so last week we talked about Porygon, which typically means we would talk about Porygon two the the week after. But I uh, thought you were going to say the sequel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but no, this uh, Will finally uh, got a chance to see the one and only Detective Pikachu, the number one movie of the century. It's finally been seen by both of us, and we can we can talk about it. And yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Literally, just to give a, a peek behind the scenes, like two hours ago, I saw yes. Detective to Pikachu. It's so been, I'm it's fresh, fresh in yeah. my mind. It's been a little while since my last viewing, which is probably about a week ago. Uh, but I've seen it three times now. So I've got the kind of veteran experience with it. Well, we've got Will mm-hmm, here with mm-hmm. the, the fresh eyes. The fresh uh, take. Yes. The fresh, hot takes. Um, so uh, I guess let's, let's, let's get into it a little bit. You just saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's your initial uh, gut reaction? Um, well, so like both of us were pretty hype going into this, like – Really excited to see, like, the world building and see how they showed people and Pokemon interacting. And, like, that was all great. That was all, like, what I thought it was going to be. Like, I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. I would say I'm also, I was also, like, pleasantly surprised by how well-constructed it was just as a movie, generally. Like... <laughs> I didn't go in expecting a lot from like the plot and then there were definitely like weak points to the plot. And sometimes it was a little obvious or a little bit rushed or convoluted, but like compared uh, to nearly every other video game adaptation of a movie, like, right. It's got, it stands, it's got legs. Yeah. Like, like the emotional beats hit for me and like, I was able to follow the story. It made sense. There was a couple of points where it was like, okay, that's kind of silly, but whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. it worked. I thought it worked totally worked as like a, a, a good kids movie and you know i have the advantage of like knowing who all the pokemon are so maybe that wouldn't work as well for for other viewers but honestly i was like went in with with like 
feeling pretty good about it and was still like pretty pleasantly surprised, I would say. So thumbs up from Will. Yeah, I would I would say about the same. Like I was I was pretty excited for it. Um although initially after like watching that first trailer, which we both talked about on our other episode on <laughs> it, um I was like, Whoa, these Pokemon look weird and real and I don't want to touch them or look at I them. Know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but over the course uh, coming up to the release of the movie, I was more like, okay, this is okay. And I, I could, I could watch these and not be horrified, especially after the Sonic trailer came out. Uh, <laughs> but, and yeah, and by the time uh, I watched the movie, I was very much down with, all of the Pokemon, like you all their designs like and everything, like inoculated. You'd, yeah. you'd fully, yeah. Honestly, like Mister Mime was not that. I mean, I saw him in the trailer a zillion times, mm. you know. So yeah, yeah, the effect was like a little bit diminished, I guess. And it's easier to to judge it when you're looking at like stills and screenshots yeah. of like, oh, you can see his little hairs and stuff, and yeah, oh, Ludicolo has like human hands and stuff. But <laughs> and but, that that Jigglypuff was really just in it for like one shot basically yeah. like that yeah. one still was pretty much the only shot of jigglypuff it almost looked like even less in the trailer and i'm, I'm curious if maybe they cut it because that was one of the more frightening ones. more distressing yeah yeah but no there was like moments uh there's i think on like my second uh viewing there was a point where i was looking at pikachu and i was like yeah no i i do really want to hug that pikachu like yeah yeah, and I know they did some puppet stuff with it as well, so it wasn't completely CG, uh, oh. but most of the time probably. Uh, but yeah, like that that sort of uncanny valley stuff didn't really get me. Like, m- no, more yeah. often than not, I was just like, "Yeah, that's a real cute Pokemon." Like, mm-hmm. it, I, it's so adorable, um, which was definitely a concern kind of initially was like, Oh, I don't know. Are we going to like looking at them? Yeah. I was worried like, Oh, I don't want to see them like this and stuff. But then, you know, when I got sat down, it was every Pokemon that showed up like, Oh, I was like audibly gasping and I will say, but yeah, I would not be super psyched to live in a world where there's apparently just unattended lick a tongue wandering through trains, licking Mm -hmm. strangers. Yeah. That Pokemon, I would not want to touch or be around. It, real... it comes up. It comes up and licks his entire face, leaves behind <laughs> a bunch of saliva on him, and then he's like, "Hey, does this lickitung belong to anybody?" And no one responds. So it is just like a wild train lickitung that is well, just out there assaulting people. It's uh, judging on, but we're based on how we've talked about Pokemon being in the world in the past and kind of how this movie goes. I bet. A lot of people just kind of let Pokemon do their thing, because we know how crazy powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's also some I feel some like interesting that, sides of that we can we can get into more as well. Like I was I was gonna say that that fits the the theme. Like one of the things that comes up in the movie is they talk about sort of like obviously communication between Pokemon and humans is sort Mm -hmm. of a theme. And one of the things that Pikachu says is like Pokemon can understand not your words, but like the feeling behind them, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, there is some amount of like communication there, you know? Yeah. Although 
that they, they, they can understand your words if you name specific moves that they can learn in battle. No, they they can guess. just feel. They understand the feeling. <laughs> Of, and of you the number of syllables associated with that tackle. feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like training uh, a dog, you know? You tell it to yeah. lay down. Does it know what the words lay down mean? Not really, but no. it knows what you want it to do. It knows that you can feel in your heart that you want it to <laughs> get down on the ground, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I would say I, I had more or less the same reaction as you. I, I, I loved it. I've, I've watched it three times now, um, and I've enjoyed it pretty thoroughly every time. And I think, I think a lot of that, uh, I think it's, a, there's a lot of nostalgia fuel there. Um, I know a couple people that watched it who have no real relation or understanding of Pokemon at all or any history with it. And they were like, yeah, it was okay. Which, it's about what I would expect. Like they weren't. I feel like away that's anything, that's like yeah. an accomplishment, honestly, to make mm-hmm. a, a movie set in the Pokemon world, which is like so ridiculous, so weird, and so specific. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's no way to onboard people who don't know about Pokemon. You know, like yeah. you you make it family friendly, family friendly, and approachable. But there is going to be some amount of stuff where people are like, "I feel like I'm missing a lot of shit," and you know, like it, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes from the uh, a lot of it comes from the writing in particular, and the scripting, and like even like the delivery of certain lines and stuff. I think. It was all very tight and smart and kind of kept the flow going in a like efficiently paced but still funny and fun yeah. way that there's there's not a lot of dead air. They definitely like keep no. it moving. Which sometimes irked me a little bit. Like it I I don't think we had to have Detective Pikachu Ryan Reynolds making jokes literally every scene in the movie trying to kind of fill the yeah. fill the or, air. Or but... or sometimes they would they would like jump to the next plot beat like very mm. fast you yeah. know like yeah all right well this is what we're doing next let's go do it you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it was never so jarring that it took me out of it or anything oh well but, um so that's kind of like broad strokes so is there anything else we want to discuss before we get into like full spoiler territory or like the real um, the real nitty-gritty yeah i think we've We've made our feelings uh, pretty clear. I think it's it's recommended by us. Absolutely, and I think it's a huge, a huge milestone for the franchise. I enjoyed. Uh, I thought Justice Smith was a good, like, kind of believable, sort of angsty teen. mm -hmm. Although apparently he's twenty-one. Yeah, apparently twenty-one. Whatever. But um, and. I don't know. I, Ryan Reynolds did a good job too. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think they put the right amount of like effort and talent and creativity into this to make like the first real like stand like a uh, first real video game movie that can really stand on its own as a successful mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I guess. Uh, this is the time which I'll, I'll mention maybe in the notes here, but I th- we're going to dive into a little more of the actual plot and world stuff. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet for some reason and enjoy our podcast, definitely go 
see it because it's really good. But also you'll understand what we're talking about for the rest of this episode. <laughs> um, so to start with, I've got uh, some, some talking points listed here, but I want to kind of dive into the world at large and kind of the even a little bit of the wider fictional canon with yeah. other other uh, media. But the movie opens up with Tim Goodman trying going out to catch a Pokemon, which was really cool to see. Well, um, the movie actually opened with right. the identical to Pokemon the first movie right. intro. Like that has to have been like a deliberate nod. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, glad that we went back and rewatched that because I would not necessarily yeah. have caught that. It was it was very good to have uh, Pokemon the first movie Mewtwo Strikes Back uh, fresh in my mind when I watched this. Although I will say it was very refreshing to see this movie come up and just have the title say Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it's like ah, thank you. <laughs> Only one colon in that title. <laughs> yes. It's also uh, just like I don't know. It's it's fun that they like call back to that movie and sort of establish that it's happening in the same universe right, by doing that. And then, like, you have that point of comparison, because, like, that movie is so ridiculous, and that anime is so ridiculous, and then to have, like, now here's some, like, real characters with emotions mm-hmm. who react to things like humans, and yeah. we're going to have, like, a real movie, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Just that <laughs> that sort of, like, point of comparison was made it really interesting. Yeah, and the at at a certain point, uh, in like a video or newsreel or something that says like, "Oh, the Mewtwo that escaped from the Kanto yeah. region twenty years ago." Yeah, when they that specifically movie came out. make it clear that like this is the same Mewtwo. Yeah, which is raises all kinds of questions. Like, is Ash in this world? Like, are there? Yeah. Yeah, all, all kinds of right. stuff. Like, how much of the right how much of all of that is part of the detective Pikachu established universe. I was thinking about that when they were showing. So when, when, when he takes the train into rhyme city, he, he sees that little like sort of intro video establishing Mm -hmm. how things work in rhyme city. And, um, one of the things they say, they're talking about like Pokemon battling and they, they cut to like a sort of generic Pokemon mm-hmm. battle. And the, and the guy in the, in the Pokemon battle looked, had kind of an Ash look and it's yeah, like, or yeah, maybe like Ash, a red look. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if mm-hmm. he, if he, ex- if red existed in this world, he would be like kind of famous, you know? And mm-hmm. so it would make sense for him to be like the, anyway, but whoever he was fighting looked very cool too with that Arcanine. Yeah. Uh, woman. Yeah. Um, when we, when they first, like you were starting to say before I interrupted you, but the, the, um, they, we do open with Ash or with, with, with (laughs) Tim, our main character going out and trying to catch Pokemon and it's really his friend trying to get him to catch Pokemon. Right. And, um, when it cut to them, Callie was leaned over to me and was like, it's Ash and Brock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was really pleased with that, with that, uh, this scene, how it played out because it, it it answered a lot of questions right away. Like, yeah, yes, there are pokeballs. Yes, they look really cool and fun to hold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of heft to it. I kind yeah. of always imagined pokeballs as being like kind of light, but it was like that looked like mm-hmm. it had some heft, which I enjoyed. Yeah, and it looked 
So it, apparently you don't necessarily need to battle a Pokemon to catch it anymore. They're kind of going with the let's go Pokemon go route. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you, they talk about, you don't need, it doesn't take skill to throw the ball. Like you just need to kind of, which I'm, I'm wondering how much of that is like, is there I some mean, kind of sensor in the Pokemon that'll like draw it to it? I was going to say, you presumably have to actually hit the Pokemon with the ball. Yeah, but I, I'm i kind of interested in the theory that maybe you don't. Maybe you just have to like, you know, throw it near the one you want and it'll kind of get get to it on its own. Right. Well, and Although, you were... The, the, he says, like, oh, they have to choose you, too. Yeah, that's that, that seems to be the big determining factor on whether you catch a Pokemon or not, is if they're cool with it. And that's that was cool. Yeah, I do enjoy that. And th- this is where I'm, I'm feeling like there's some departure from, like, the canon, or at least, like, the ethos of the mm-hmm. games. Because yeah. there's, like... When they go to Rhyme City, like no one has poke, no pokeballs allowed in Rhyme no. City, no pokeballs yeah. at all, no battling at all. Those mm-hmm. those are things like we live together in harmony, which is like is cool and and makes it re- makes it really good to like for this movie to be able to be like, look, there's Pokemon everywhere, and we can show off all of the different Pokemon. They're not like mm-hmm. locked up in balls or whatever. But it's also stands in contrast to everywhere else, where apparently like. Like, is this better? It seems like we think this is better, which means yeah. that we think that having battles and keeping them in Pokeballs is bad. You know? Mm-hmm. It's well, just... Not necessarily bad, but less... I don't know, like, less good. Harmonious. And it seems like... <laughs> yeah, and with this movie coming... Like, looking at this movie taking place 20 years after, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue or the first movie and stuff, it's... It's, uh, I'd like to think that, you know, attitudes have probably changed in 20 years on mm. how we interact with Pokemon and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, keeping them in a ball while it might not be necessarily like imprisoning them or anything. Like it's also clearly it's not, not the, the most ideal way for them to interact with the world. Um, and that's why I like to think of it as like, you know, uh, Howard Clifford being this kind of revolutionary person being like, right. let's, let's let's build a city where we kind of, you know, do this a little more untraditionally and see how much we can really do together with our Pokemon kind of in a city built with them in mind. Um, Yeah. Which that was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. And, and it's, yeah, I I sort of brought this up on 24 flames per second when we talked about the first movie, how surprised I am that the movie's, ever do anything to draw attention to the possible like moral gray areas of the way people interact with Pokemon in these games mm-hmm. and media. Mm-hmm. But it seems like at least this one and Pokemon, the first movie, there was at least a couple of moments that like kind of directed me to think about it and be yeah. like, Oh, should I feel bad about what I do in these video games? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it seems like you're saying. Like, yeah, we've moved on to a more harmonious time where we don't do those things anymore, you know? And I think we're seeing that a lot more clear in the games and like even in the anime and stuff like, uh, at the beginning in the early anime, like the only Pokemon you really see out and about that much with Ash is Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the current sun and moon series, Ash has usually at least like three or four Pokemon out with him doing mm. stuff with him all the time at any given episode and all of his friends have their Pokemon out with them too, because if why like, wouldn't why wouldn't you? you? Yeah, exactly. 
and like Pokemon Let's Go, they're they're out with you. Um, it's even even Sun and Moon and X and Y with like the kind of taking them out to play with them and stuff. It's like it's kind of a natural progression from I think where the early games where it's like, okay, how do we make it so you can catch all these monsters and fight with yeah. them in an efficient manner? Well, you yeah. put them in the Pokeball. Yeah. They're but, pocket monsters. You right. keep them locked away. But mm-hmm. it's like now that we have a like sort of the technology to display them in video mm-hmm. games and in movies and stuff, and also be just sort of a shifting idea of what the Pokemon world is, it's much cooler for them to be out in the world living and interacting with it. Because mm-hmm. like they are obviously the focus of this world, so why wouldn't we want to see them interacting with it and and doing things other than battling like there exactly. wasn't that much pokemon battling in this movie really yeah. like and i mean it was all really cool when it happened it uh, was but like and I, it, I didn't i don't know i didn't necessarily miss it like no it didn't it wasn't the forefront and it didn't feel like it needed to be right which made me happy like i don't know at the end of pokemon the first movie it all comes comes to a head with like a big old pokemon battle and and it felt like almost kind of shoehorned in how mewtwo mm-hmm. is like now we're going to fight our pokemon against each other and it's like oh mm-hmm. that's how we solve problems in this world i guess and yeah. it just didn't feel as interesting as like like this felt more genuine to me absolutely um so okay let's talk a little bit about uh danger of pokemon and i think this also shows immediately in that uh scene of him catching the cubone um the cubone was, kind of kind of messes him up yeah i was very when the po- when the cubone breaks out his friend you can see the, the terror in his face and he says run run and it's like okay pokemon oh, are dangerous uh, yeah and it's Fairly tame. They, the 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 cue bone chases him down. It throws the bone at him, and it kind of explodes like, in knocks like him down. dirt and dust and knocks him down. Like it, it's a ground type move. Yeah, and it was very clearly not shown as something that was. He wasn't. In, he wasn't in like mortal danger. No, but it although was like, he oh, will be crap, later. You need to get uh, out of there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but right, right away they established that like yes, Pokemon are dangerous and. You can't just go out and expect right. I mean, that was the thing was like in in Pokemon Red and Blue, like don't go out there without a Pokemon. You right. need a Pokemon, right? Like, yeah, he's just out there throwing balls at Pokemon and hoping for the best, which mm-hmm. apparently sometimes works, but like yeah. not always, right? Uh, um, his friend is like, it has to choose you too, and he goes up there and is like. I respect you pulling off that look, and it's like not into it. And then no. he's like, "All right, throw it." And it's like, "Yo, you didn't win it over at all. You just made it angry." Like, <laughs> also, very, very odd friend move to be like. Uh, he probably didn't mean it as intentionally, but like, hey, I know the perfect Pokemon for you—the one whose mom is dead. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Ugh, dude. I mean, they they acknowledged the like. Oh, it's lonely just like you are. Right. He was like, cool, thanks for the compliment. But specifically, they both have dead moms. Like, geez, yeah. come on, friend. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Yeah, a little... A little subtlety would, would do yeah. you good. Um, I, I think it was interesting how that opening town, wherever it is that they start when... Mm, um, we should be able to find out, because there's a letter addressed to him Yeah. in the apartment. 
Yeah. But anyway. But when it starts cutting to the town, you see a lot of shots of Pokemon kind of out in the forest, in the mm-hmm. air a little bit and stuff. But once you're in town and they're walking around, you don't see any Pokemon. Interesting. Because like, they're may... all in balls, presumably. Like, yeah. This I... isn't Rhyme City. Right. I, I, I was keeping an eye out for it. And it's like, yeah, you don't see any. Like, they, they have to hike out uh-huh. there to go see them. Uh, as opposed to Rhyme City, where they're everywhere. Just part of it all. Oh, man, that's cool. That's cool. That's smart. Yeah. Like, we're establishing that this is, like, special, you know? Yeah, which makes it a little more frustrating that something like that isn't more common around the world. If not, you know, like, totally integrated in society, at least letting them out of their balls and move around and stuff I mean, I guess that's why Howard is a a revolutionary, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a big kind of a big deal they talk mm. about how like oh and for like since ancient times people have been catching pokemon and using yeah. their powers you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we get some uh very cool like egyptian hieroglyphics mm-hmm. with little pokemon painted <laughs> yeah. into them it's like uh-huh sure <laughs> all right yeah sure there was a psyduck back there in ancient egypt why not <laughs> like a geodude like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah but but it's like that's that's deeply ingrained that like this is how you interact with these beings and it's like maybe somehow in recent times they've made it's sort of like how you know only in the last i don't know i'm totally talking out of my ass right now but 100 years maybe we've known about like how smart whales or dolphins are like oh they're Mm. like almost as smart as us you know Mm -hmm. so like it could be that there have been recent developments and people being like pokemon got more going on than we maybe give them credit for right like we we keep them in these balls and stuff all the time probably because we're they're powerful beings and yeah it's probably not safe to just have them wandering around but howard clifford who it's kind of hard to talk about because the whole premise of Rhyme City is so cool and good at its heart, and he turns out to be such a yeah. weird, evil dude. Weird villain. But, yeah. Um, yeah, should we talk about... I mean, we, we might as well, since we're here now. <laughs> we don't have to necessarily <laughs> summarize the movie, right? We can talk about Howard's weird mm-hmm. motivations. Yeah, uh, so... it. This was one of the points of the movie that, like, didn't click quite as well for me. Yeah, this is the part where I was... Or on my second and third viewings, I was trying my best to really understand all the words in the lines because I was like, wait, what? Like the first time? It's very kind of convoluted and weird. Um, I mean, the the base the baseline of what the, is like, he designed the city where Pokemon and, human, Pokemon and humans live together. And then it seems like his ultimate goal is some... He wants to fuse Pokemon's, Pokemon and humans... Because that's like the ultimate realization of that goal. Yeah, he's... you know, he's like Pokemon and humans combined. What can we accomplish together? And it's like, well, you're just kind of taking over their body, actually. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's super weird, and it's uh, I do want to say it's definitely has some fairly ableist stuff as this. Yeah, I brought this that up villain too, with confined Cali. to his wheelchair. Who's yeah. like, oh, this is. Made he me makes, who I yeah he he he, he blame, they blame all his villainous on his illness that has confined him to a wheelchair yeah which, which like I had a couple of issues with that like for one thing like 
his whole motivation is he wants to get he wants to evolve into a greater form so that he won't be in this wheelchair anymore. <laughs> so he's like taking Pokemon bodies. So it doesn't really logically track. How do you get from that to and then I'll put everyone in a Pokemon? And it's like, yeah. oh, why, why, yeah. why? That doesn't make sense. But also, he does this whole speech when he's, like, sort of winning over Tim to his side and explaining, like, oh, my son has taken over the country, mm-hmm. or country, uh, company. company, ever since ever since I'm in, confined to this chair, he's taken greater and greater control, of it. and it's like, yo, dude, you can run a company from a wheelchair, right? Yeah. Like, you get that, right? Like, that. Yeah, I and was he's like, like oh... I, since I can't go out and see the world, I have it brought to me with these holograms. Like you can yeah. go out and see the world. That like, was that was a bummer. I was not yeah. super psyched about the way they handled that character and no. his disability. Like that 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 kind of sucked. Not at all. But uh, that aside, his his master plan was very strange. <laughs> uh, so I mean, he want so he want he wanted to capture Mewtwo. Yes, and. Using technology, he wanted to mind control it, yeah. So he could administer a drug widespread to Pokemon around the world, which would put them I mean, into a a frenzied a frenzied state that made them more, which allowed him to then transfer human souls into them. Yes, he could only transfer human souls into them when they are in a frenzied state. Yeah, well, Mewtwo. Is is the key here? Mewtwo can transfer. Right, Mewtwo can do that. Yes, Mewtwo can transfer human souls into Pokemon bodies, and he does this. When, whenever he does this, the 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 human body disappears. Yeah, that was weird and surprising. Mm-hmm. They don't linger on it too much, but uh, Tim's dad's body totally disappears. Uh, Lucy and the. Uh, yeah, the Detective, whole that whole like, that whole all those stands full of people just empty, yeah, no one there, they which was like that was pretty weird and like, like made me think of Pokeballs kind of. Um, mm. But what was I going to say? Um, that was bizarre that the human bodies disappeared, but also clearly like what he was doing to get into Mewtwo was different from what yes. was being done to everyone else. He didn't fuse his, he didn't put his soul into Mewtwo's body. He's he had a separate technology had a developed special too. mind link. Yeah. Which he had probably developed by doing experiments on Mewtwo. Sure. One could assume since it's yeah. doing like a similar thing, but mm-hmm. um, question though, because clearly Mewtwo put Tim's, Big time spoilers here. Put yeah. <laughs> Tim's dad's soul inside of Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Was Pikachu frenzied at that point? No. Like he was freaked out about how his but, partner was dying. But yeah, like, it may not necessarily need to be in a frenzied state, but uh, a highly emotional state. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And Mewtwo's probably got a better uh, handle on how That's to do true. it right. Uh, but. Gosh, can I mean that? This, yeah, that the 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 end reveal of his big plan was just I in my mind like in order to keep the movie going, I was like, oh, this dude is insane. Like this mm-hmm. is a completely insane thing that he's decided to do. Like yeah. clearly, he started out pursuing this research because he wanted a way to like get into a new body, and then he became like weird and obsessed and just completely unhinged and decided that everyone needed to be in Pokemon because like. That don't make no sense. No, not at all. And it, uh, 
I just yeah, I don't I don't get it. Uh, a very but yeah, that's I, that's the I think it's the yeah. weakest part for me. I think yeah, is that he was character. and he was Bill Nye. He did a really good job like acting the role and stuff. I think it's yeah. really unfortunate that they kind of had the villain so one kind of underdeveloped and hard to understand, and also with a lot of the ableist just language, really unfortunate and, ableist undertones. Yeah, which is I think just just probably unfortunately part of dated writing and writers yeah yeah aren't aren't thinking about that stuff as sensitively as they could it should be um but yeah bill Nye, and also it should be noted i probably already talked to you about this that all those like crazy pokemon stone carvings hanging in his office he's got the he has those now like in yeah. his cellar. Oh, really? That's amazing. yes. Bill Nye is like, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping them in my basement until I find a wall that is strong enough to hang them because they're made <laughs> of stone. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's. Uh, I, w- I was really curious. Um, like, I wonder if they've still got any of those Pokemon balloons because it'd be a, sh- a shame if they actually just blew them all up at the end. Because <laughs> those looked really yeah. cool. Looked pretty rad. Um, oh man, I was kind of like irked that. It was like he goes into Howard's office and on the wall in the background is this big like piece of art that's like a big black circle. And then that's the same sign that is on the like underground battle club because Mr. Mm. Mime is like, oh, it's in the circle house, you know. And I was like, oh, there seems to be a connection here. And then Tim Tim did not pick that up. Yeah. Um, So we we mentioned it a little bit there, but I want to talk more about... um, Detective Pikachu is Harry Goodman. His dad. What do you think about that? I predicted it once the soul transfer thing was revealed. Mm. I was like, oh, he's Harry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I don't know. It worked for me because I always am into that sort of sappy parent and child stuff that always tugs at my heartstrings. So that was really yeah. sweet. I was, I am a, like a tiny bit bummed that it feels like it robs a little bit from the sort of like poke, Pokemon and partner relationship yeah, and turns it into a father son relationship. And so mm-hmm. like Pikachu's agency is not really present there. Yeah. I've, um, I've, I felt like I didn't get, like I felt like I formed a relationship with Tim and this Pikachu, and their mm-hmm. kind of bond is fr- friendship. But and then it's like, oh, it's his dad the whole time, and it's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really care as much about his dad because I didn't know anything about him. Uh, I, I mean, don't, I, yeah. I felt like I felt you knew like as the much rug... as you knew about Pikachu, I guess. But yeah. Like... It kind of felt like the rug being pulled out from under me, and like, like, oh, uh, I, don't, I felt like kind of an easy out. I think it would have been really interesting if, because uh, they did a really good job of portraying a character dealing with the loss of multiple parents. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think I would have preferred, like, sure, bring his dad back, but bring him back separately, um, which. Huh. And make him not Ryan Reynolds, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was very curious. Of, uh, my first thought was, okay, Tim, I know you haven't seen your dad in a while, but you do know Don't what his voice his sounds voice? like. Yeah, <laughs> like. 
I guess it's coming out of a Pikachu. That would be pretty weird. But like, yeah, you know, that's your dad's voice. Yeah, and we get so little time with his human dad, and the little bit we get is not at all like Pikachu that we've seen in the movie. It's just like, hey, right. you're my son, and yeah, I remember it's, that now. Because it's just this like emotional moment of like, yeah, I'd like that with you if you'd stayed with me. You know, like yeah. And they have that. It's like. You know, on rewatch, oh, if your dad was here, he'd be so proud of you, and he would mm-hmm. hug you so hard. And it's like, oh, well, you were, and yeah, that's that yeah. was cute. But yeah, it's like once, once I realized, like, oh, they're intentionally not showing the dad's face because mm-hmm. it's Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds. All right, man, you're you're way quicker on that stuff than I am. All these, I just like plot twists. I I, I think it. I don't know. It, it worked. It worked for me on some levels and not on others. Like, yeah, it, it was. I do like the relationship between the dad and the kid, and like, mm-hmm. it's like he realizes like because he he can't give his dad a chance. He's sort of like hoodwinked into give him a, giving him a chance because yeah. it's like he, this guy is your dad. This person you bonded with, who always like has your back and stuff. Like that's your dad. Mm-hmm. And even when he doesn't know who you are, he's like totally decent. You know, like mm-hmm. that's good. But but yeah. I did feel a little bit like for a movie that is about our relationship with Pokemon to have that be like you said a little bit pulled out from under us and be like but it's actually about his relationship with his dad yeah a lot of talk about dad relation a lot of daddy issues in this flick oh yeah oh yeah because Bill Nye's kid also had like the same problem he was like my dad only cared about Pokemon mm-hmm. not me and now I'm gonna fuck everything up like yeah it's yeah Which, it was really I'm... Go Sorry, on. go ahead. Uh, I was interested uh, in Tim's relationship with his dad. Um, I thought it was handled really well the way he, like, when when his mom died, his dad kind of threw himself into his work and, like, started working more with, like, with Pokemon and stuff than his own son. And, like, that's a very understandable reaction that Tim has to be like, Okay, well, fuck you, Dad. Like, yeah, you weren't there for me when I needed you. Yeah, and obviously his dad felt bad about it and wanted him to come live with him, hopefully at some point. And even when he is a Pikachu and has no memories, he still feels bad about it. Like, yeah. one of the first things he says, he makes that goof when they're interrogating Mr. Mime, where he's, like, mm-hmm. trying to guess what Mr. Mime is saying. He's like, I always push people away when they need me most. And it's like, oh, that's a, a I, weirdly specific I, I bit. I push people away and then hate them for leaving. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's like, oh, okay, he's... He's He actually does have that issue, though. Like, that's not just a thing that's played for laughs. Like... yeah. He's it's, got issues with keeping people in his life. Yeah, but it, it was it did a good job of showing that like Tim's dad was clearly in the wrong, but like also Tim was, you know, probably not not giving his dad a chance was Right. Yeah. Equal, both no, both no, of them had kind of messed up, understandably. Yeah. yeah which was a uh, interesting way to set up Tim's kind of apathy towards Pokemon. like That was something I was going to bring up. That's what I was going to bring up, was like, mm-hmm. we're not given a real, like, clear reason why no. Tim is, like, I don't need a Pokemon. Like, yeah. But I, I understand think... the bits about where he's, like, mad at his dad, but why is why is he resentful of Pokemon? I didn't really know? get it at first, but I think on, on the second one, I think it's in that scene where he talks about his dad leaving, and he says... 
uh, like specifically, he wanted to spend more time with Pokemon than me and stuff. And so he presents Pokemon as well, okay. I think, because they've because stolen that relationship with like, his dad. He's working in Rhyme City, mm-hmm. living with Pokemon, working with Pokemon. He's basically a solving Pokemon, Pokemon crimes, a Pokemon detective. And mm-hmm. so he's like, whatever, I don't need you. I'm going to get a normal I don't, I don't need job. you or Pokemon. Yeah, I just I'm need to get an become insurance this... job. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, so Which I, I, he loses his job apparently. Apparently, I imagine because <laughs> he just is like, I'm not coming back. I'm staying here in Ramsey. Yeah, but be his a I think his be a 21 year old detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think his reasoning for disliking Pokemon in general could have been made a little more clear. It took me a couple of times to to fully grok it. Um, yeah. I am very curious how what 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 life as an insurance salesman in the, in Pokemon, the Pokemon world, world looks God, like. God, yeah, how do you insure anybody? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like the the act of God clause becomes a lot more. <laughs> like, it's just an act of Pokemon. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, are are rates just way higher? Um, how do you? affect those rates oh you only you only have two pokemon and you don't use them to battle you get real low rates like yeah or alternative like you own you know i'm trying to think of like a good example you own a primate like your rates are high because your shit's (laughs) gonna get broken all the time by your angry angry pokemon yeah yeah uh it's that's that's the next movie I want to see is Insurance Man Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how Tim, having tried to be a detective and not been good at it, goes back to his insurance job. <laughs> the high stakes world. The thing is, poor Tim, and this kind of gets into what we were just talking about, but like he doesn't have a Pokemon partner now. That's his dad's Pikachu. Yeah. Not his he, Pikachu. He formed this bond, and he even says, like, you're my partner, and Pikachu's all like, oh, you got my bag, and I've got yours. We're partners. And now his dad is his partner, and he's it's still, like, again, without a Pokemon. Any partner that Tim finds after this now is not going to be as real, and he won't it's understand his, it. Unless it's not his dad. snorts more <laughs> R-gas. Like, I, I have no idea how that worked at all, either. Like I don't think, because a bunch of people breathed the R-gas, and no one else talked about being able to understand the Pokemon. Yeah. I feel like he could, that was, that was something, another sort of weak writing point was like, it is never explained why he can understand Pikachu. Like, no. And other than, I guess, an implication that, like, well, it's his dad, so they're like soul bonded or whatever. Yeah, it's you know? it's never like, explained, but also like, I I kind of didn't mind like uh, like this Pikachu yeah. like this Pikachu needs to talk in the movie like that's yeah one of the whole things and this Argas I mean, does weird stuff so let's just have do, that be it. They do that whole thing where Mewtwo is like, I can fix him, but I need you to bring me the sun. So, like, you could do some hand-waving about, like, Mewtwo specifically, like, used some whack psychic stuff to be like, you'll be able to reach the sun, you'll be able to understand him, and he'll be able to understand you. Yeah, Mewtwo's a very easy deus ex machina to just kind of do whatever. I will say, like, I really enjoyed sort of the setup at the beginning of, like, oh, Mewtwo's evil, you know, he's breaking out of this lab and blowing stuff up, Mm -hmm, and then we mm -hmm. see him blowing up the car, and then the reveal of, like, no, 
Mewtwo's chill. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, he's trying to. He was trying to protect them, and they were trying to break him out. Like, humanity in general, but like he mostly just doesn't want to be fucked with. Like, yeah, he did say like humans are evil, but then he was like, "Yeah, your dad broke me out. That was pretty cool." Although mm-hmm. his dad apparently caught Mewtwo in the first place. Yeah, that, that's another thing. It's like, wait, what? But whatever. <laughs> I mean, he he didn't. Maybe it seems like he didn't realize what they were going to do with him, and once he realized, he couldn't let it go and had to break Mewtwo out. And... Yeah. Um, but I liked at the end where he's like, they're like, oh man, like they, they like sort of beat the villain and it's like, everyone's all turned into Pokemon and it's like, oh, what a mess. And Mewtwo's like, I got it. Yeah. (laughs) No problem. I'll undo it. (laughs) I'm incredibly powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, which kind of just like kind of a homie in this one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it leads me to talk about. Uh, our Pokemon Pokemon seem to be as dangerous as we've talked about on this show um, to yes. some extent uh, like we see the Greninja like tearing stuff up uh, we see even the Cubone uh, going after Tim Cubone um, yeah those, Tim, um, he hops into the ring with a Charizard, and they're all like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, you're yeah, gonna get killed! Get out of there!" Yeah, yeah. The Torterra, mm-hmm. which arguably Although, they're mutated Giganto Torterra. Yes. I mean, you could you could also argue that about the Greninja because it says the Greninja have had their like power increased or something. Sure, sure. But even like you know, eh, not too bad. But like the Apom were going after him and stuff. The Apom, yeah. They're, um, they're, I mean, those are like. I mean, yeah, it's like a monkey. Yeah. It's a pretty powerful beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like the Cubone makes a little explosion and like, I don't know. We, we most like the Blastoise and Gengar fight. Like they're doing some pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's... It, looks... it seems it seems like the threat is real. Like, yeah, the, the, everyone's reaction to him jumping into the ring with the Charizard is like, oh, no, bud. Like, yeah. you got to get out of there. Yeah. Which uh... is like, how do Pokemon survive these fights then? But OK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But so I guess kind of counteracting that, though. And maybe this is only something like, you know, an elite, super rich person like uh Howard Clifford can afford, but, like, as long as you get the drop on Mewtwo, like, you can get him. Like, Oh, yeah, he had those crazy, like, drones. Yeah, I don't know how Harry got Mewtwo in the first place, but... Uh, Just the old-fashioned way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, with the Master Ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, the, uh, so the danger seems real, but also, like, the power that humanity has in controlling them seems fairly real too um maybe not not in everyone's hands but yeah so like i, th- I yeah, think there's about definitely as... things people can use to like bend them to their will if they really want to kind of yeah you know yeah so i think it's about as dangerous as we've kind of painted which is a little scary but also yeah tempered by the technological advancements of humanity right which yeah. is also kind of scary but yeah i yeah and well and like from a perspective even like the torterra thing like not only are those just like dangerous pokemon they were also like mountain sized yeah 
They were so big. And they were like up earthing them. Like, yeah, I was like, this is this is the stuff right here, Callie. They can do this kind of stuff. How are we supposed to live in this world? Like, yeah, it's it's scary, uh, but but also like, I think that that kind of uh, highlights the appeal of a place like Rhyme City, where uh, where you don't have to worry about that, like ideally, because we've made a place where Pokemon can be happy moving around and yeah using their powers and stuff and, uh, you know, human like tools ways for sure. Like, uh, we see a I mean, handful I would of different s- things, but I would still be concerned about like a Yan mega flying down the street and just like shattering all of the windows. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe if you just kind of project your feelings enough that you don't want it to do that. Hey, can you not? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I loved a lot of the, the Pokemon, uh, just doing little things around Rhyme City, like the Machamp directing traffic, which is awesome. Uh, some guy the is squirtles. cooking. Yeah, the Squirtles putting out fires with the firefighters. Uh, someone's using a Charmander's tail to cook food in the skillet. I missed um, that one. That's awesome. Yeah, there's even in one. It's in that big uh, market scene where he comes out after being attacked by the Apom. You see that. You see. Yeah, there's an a artillery lot serving up like multiple bowls of soup and stirring stuff to people like. Like that's that's some complex stuff. Yeah. Trained your artillery to like run a food cart. Like yeah. that's rad. That's crazy. And or I think it just learned, you know, like. Yeah. Probably my favorite uh, Pokemon as tools thing was the Loudred has like oh speakers my gosh. slash that amps. That was like... really good. Yeah, the whole Poke Battle is like being emceed by these Loudred that are like. When they first come in, they're just like beatboxing, and that was mm-hmm. such a good effect. Mm-hmm. And then when they get like they inhale the gas and just start so like doing yelling like dubstep drum and bass at everyone, stuff. yeah, like it's... like that was so good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. They just yeah, like, open their mouths and dubstep comes out. Like oh no, they're mad now. <laughs> yeah, that's part of like I think some of like the really just like smart script writing and stuff in there. And it's just like people who really have a good grasp on like the Pokemon available them yeah. to play with and what yeah. kind of stuff. Like, they can Oh, do. here's something cool we could use. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things, the Pokemon is tools. What it makes me think of the Machamp directing traffic was like something I saw in the trailer, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, and there's a Snorlax there. And I didn't realize until I like saw it in the movie that I think the Machamp was directing traffic around the Snorlax because it was sleeping in the middle of the road, Mm -hmm. which I initially laughed at. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, that is exactly on brand for Snorlax. Yeah. It sleeps in the middle of the path and blocks your way. For some reason, it just can't help itself. It likes to sleep right in the middle of, you know, intersections. (laughs) Where everyone needs to be. And And so they've got this Machamp just being like, ah, just go around. (laughs) Like... Uh, sorry, we're we're wait. The pokey flute's on its way. We can't wake <laughs> <Yeah>. it up. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Um, so that's Pokemon uh, as tool. I think there's some a little bit of interesting Pokemon physiology stuff we saw with Pikachu that maybe doesn't ring quite as true since it's his dad who <laughs> has like you know human basic experience even without the memories, but. Uh, I talked. I, I noticed Pikachu's. Uh, he he talks about having peed and farted 
a couple times. Um, Indeed. Which is like, okay, I don't need to even <laughs> tacitly acknowledge the existence of Pokemon genitalia or anything and like that. digestive systems. Yeah, like... <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> no, that was that was definitely both acknowledged. He did talk about farting and also peeing a little bit. Yeah, which was very strange. Like, I mean, the thing is, he also talks about how he doesn't wear underwear and he's not modest. Like, mm-hmm. we don't see Pikachu junk. Like, no, yeah, and it's and it's weird though. And some of that, it's like, okay, is Pikachu just making jokes, or is this all just jokes from a human being put into a Pokemon's body? like things they think about my feeling is that that was like because it's played for laughs but like Mm -hmm. the thing about him having peed didn't seem like he was joking to me yeah it seemed to me like he was genuinely like oh no i that was me i peed yeah that was weird his mouth looked (laughs) really weird sometimes too like there's some scenes where he's he's got his mouth open it's just like just a flat black void of nothing and I, the, the like the third time I watched it though, I looked a little more closely, and there's a couple scenes where you see like a tongue and teeth though, like very briefly. Really? Yeah. Oh. So it's see, I assumed that that was why the, why the void mouth was because they didn't want to render the inside yeah. of Pikachu's mouth because but then, that's but then they did dangerous it territory. Sometimes. Yeah, it was, I, it was I, weird. I forgot yeah. to watch for the void mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Did we already? Did I already talk about Lickitung, or was that before we started recording? It might have been before. Yeah, like because there was there was a tongue that was yeah. rendered. Yep, that was a that huge, one. gross tongue. Like this, this Lickitung just yeah, just wandering the train, licking <laughs> random strangers no, and he, covering them in slobber. He can sense what Tim's feeling, and he's sad, and he wants to cheer Ooh, him he up needed by to pick me up, dousing him in saliva, <laughs> like. So much spit. Just drenching him, yeah. And then he's like, is anyone, is this anyone's lick-a-tongue? And no one reacts. Nobody wants to get licked. That's just a random lick-a-tongue wandering (laughs) up and down the train, licking people. Uh, Okay, so uh, speaking of random little Pokemon moments, uh, some of, a couple of my favorite parts that I think really highlight the the skill in the scripting and line delivery. Um, some of the Pokemon actor voice actors were really, really good, and I wish they had been credited anywhere because I can't find them. Uh, but like, really? yeah, like, like Psyduck's voice, I thought was really well done. Yeah, There's Psyduck the part... was had so much character. I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised by that. One of my favorite bits was when uh, Lucy is talking to Tim, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and she's, um. Uh, she says, like, he calls, he says he doesn't have a Pokemon partner, and she's like, oh, you're a loner, huh? And then she turns to Psyduck and whispers, like, he's probably hiding something. And then Psyduck whispers back, Psyduck, like, it's just... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, little things like that just, like, cracked me up. Like, uh, Pikachu asking the Ludicolo, like, like, for another cup of coffee, and it just, like, screams back Ludicolo at him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was good. And there was definitely a few parts where, like, the Pokemon would just kind of make little noises, but there was definitely a few parts where they would be, like, kind of, like, muttering their name under their breath <laughs> a little bit, you know? Like, that yeah. was good. They definitely yeah. did. I'm pretty sure they credited at least the person who was doing Pikachu's voice. Yeah, Pikachu I remember seeing voice and, like, of Pikachu Jigglypuff in the, in the and Ditto, I think, got some actual credits there, but I would have loved to see... Specific credits for everyone, which I couldn't. I can't. I Speaking can't find. of Ditto, 
Yeah. That was a pretty wild ditto, huh? That was so cool. Like, I loved Miss Norman. I'm like, this person looks really cool. And then the reveal that it was ditto, which I didn't catch on to at all, was like, oh, of course. That's so cool. But. Yeah. That also, was. Yeah, go on. No, it was just, I really enjoyed the way that they did that. Like, the whole, like, because ditto always in the games, I think. Well, maybe not in, like, the original games, but, like, in Pokemon Snap, you can always tell the Ditto, because they have those mm-hmm. little beady eyes, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, in, like... in the anime in particular, they do that all the time, whenever it's a Okay, Ditto. okay. Um, but... And so that translated onto a human form was, like, appropriately disturbing. Yep, That was yep. pretty upsetting to see. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that worked well. It was really cool that they turned this sort of, like, funny little Pokemon into, like, ooh, menacing, yeah. actually. Not, like, not only, like, menacing and weird-looking, but also, like, really powerful. Like, yeah. Ditto can't do shit in the games. Like, it transforms into its enemy and can use their exact same moves, which, yeah, that's not Usually that is not great. But, but this Ditto was a special genetic experiment. Sure, sure. He Maybe, had been modified. Yeah, or but she. it could... It could transform into any Pokemon at will and seem to have full use of their abilities and stuff, which was... And could transform into people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All things I assume a regular Ditto can't do. Yeah, and it knew how to text. So... And it knew how to text. In yeah. English, yes. True. <laughs> which, that's a whole thing. That's like, revolutionary. <laughs> can, can it communicate because it's this genetic experiment or can Pokemon, if they had the fingers and aptitude for it. could they could we just, just be, be writing like, letters to stop them? putting me in a pokeball <laughs> see look yeah it's uh it's weird um also ditto does try to murder tim true yes as he, cubone yeah which was it, unnecessary like he was a it was a machamp that was like able to punch him out the window basically <laughs> and then it and it could have just walk over there and throw him off again but it turns into cubone and slowly taps his fingers off with this little bone like <laughs> a real sadist yeah it's it's scary um yeah because uh, pokemon yeah uh, but basically what have, there's a, there's a, there's some big world things I got out of this movie in terms of the danger and kind of the reality of it. And one of them is like Pokemon will murder and can. (laughs) Yeah. They're capable. Uh, A Pokemon can break bad. A couple, a couple other things I noted um, based on some lines here and there. Uh, Cancer is real in the Pokemon world as is. uh, Now, where did you get that? um, When, Roger and Clifford, Roger and Howard Clifford are doing the interview or announcement for the parade. That's right. He mentions, oh, did you want them to say you cured cancer too or whatever? And it's like, oh, you said cancer. Yeah. I know that exists in this world now. So that's that's a bummer. Uh, there's also climate change is apparently real yep. and debated. Uh, yeah. Yep. Religion exists humans or has existed. Humans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's there's religious talk. Uh, Pikachu says, "Oh my God!" a couple times. Um, and Mother of Arceus. Uh, yeah, I I caught that. That was good. Mother yeah. of Arceus was a fun mm-hmm. line to drop in there. Yep. And Howard's got the statue of Arceus with Palkia and Dialga next to it. Like, oh, that's what that was. I knew yeah. I 
should have recognized those. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty grandiose thing to have in your office, but I yeah. guess that tracks. And Pikachu even says, like, you know, get me the hell out of here. And so it's like, okay, do you, like... Uh, hell there's, as there's... a concept is yeah. acknowledged. Uh, so it's, you know, make makes Religion. a more interesting, weird mirror world that just had Pokemon kind of in- injected into it at a certain point in history that yeah. kind of put it on a divergent yeah. path from ours. Pretty far back in history, apparently. Ancient yeah. Egypt, at least. But, like, yeah, it's... It, it feels much more realized, sort of necessarily, and we knew it was going to have to because it's just, like, you you get more culture that is not just Pokemon-focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing about climate change... <laughs> the the whole bit is they're in they're in the uh what are they called the, the Torterra, Torterra garden the Torterra yeah. garden and it's all explode like the ground is lifting up these mountains are uprooting and Pikachu says at this point how can you not believe in climate change which is a valid thing to say except not really in that situation no. because climate change does not cause earthquakes or like volcanic eruptions or I mean, anything like that. it can <laughs> like, I guess kind of long term but like that's not the immediate effect we usually associate with climate change yeah, that was. Um, I felt like that was kind of a weird joke to <laughs> to put in there. I, I also mean, feel like, like they were kind of trying to kind of force that Pikachu joke Ryan Reynolds into every moment they could. Like, yeah, there were some lines where like, okay, we're getting this... our our bang for our buck out of this yeah. Ryan Reynolds energy. Yeah. Um, who? It was so weird having Detective Pikachu be such a a goofy, fun character, um, and it turns out. You know, he is Tim's dad, who is this, like, award-winning best detective on the force. Like, super awesome soul and great person all around. And it's like, D- Pikachu like doesn't... he was kind of a goober. Yeah, P- <laughs> Detective Pikachu was not... Didn't seem like a great detective. Uh, like, he didn't do yeah. all that much. I mean, to be fair to him, he Lost didn't have his memories. memories. Sure. Callie pointed out that he did... Find that Greninja star. Yeah. That was some good detective That's, work. Yeah, that evidence is still there after a while. That's, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah no, but I, yeah. Your, your point is taken there. It does, it does feel a little bit like they wrote Pikachu, and then they wrote the dad, and then they were like, they're the same person, but they didn't necessarily feel yeah. meshed. But that is probably to do with the fact that we never got they deliberately didn't show yeah. us the dad, you know, because right. they wanted to keep that reveal for the end. And, and then at the end, it's just like only the like sort of emotional payoff of the movie is him deciding to stay with his dad. And so it's like there's not really any time for like the goof ups mm-hmm. <laughs> of the previous 90 minutes. Yeah, it just uh, it Yeah, that, that the reveal just kind of helped, unfortunately, highlight that weird dichotomy between. Right. Actual dad and Pikachu dad, which is, yeah, it was definitely weird. definitely the final act is the weakest part of yeah. the movie. But although I mean weakest still... in terms of plot structure and some stuff, I think. Uh, but I think like the battle, like Pikachu, like battling Mewtwo, like that was really cool. That was pretty like, rad. Even just like the electrical effects of him like using Thunderbolt, like it looked and sounded really good. Like yeah. Uh, the Voltaikal move was a little weird, just seeing Pikachu kind of start running and then just start kind of moving forward fast. Like, felt very much like a Pokemon using like a Z move or something in the games. Like, 
always looks a little weird, but it's yeah, Mewtwo and Pikachu fighting looked really awesome. The even like yeah, the Gengar and Charizard or Blastoise fight was yeah super well done. I did, uh, you know, I know we talk, I, I always talk about the moral quandary of like, oh, making Pokemon battle. But mm-hmm. I will say that there were a lot of Pokemon at that underground fighting club who seemed super jacked about that fight. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> some Pokemon want to fight. You yeah. Know? Or it's, sea fights. <laughs> uh, they're, 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 born, they're born with very specific kind of abilities and powers, and they probably want to, you know. Use them. Be able, yeah, use them and. Get it was interesting to me them. that they did the whole like historical thing. They were like throughout history, humans have captured Pokemon and mm-hmm. used their powers to like accomplish great things. And in our modern society, that tradition is realized in the form of Pokemon battling. Mm-hmm. So it's like Pokemon battling is just sort of a a holdover because it's like oh, we used to use them to accomplish things. Now we just battle them just so like to sort mm-hmm. of realize our tradition of like partnership with Pokemon and like using their great power. I don't know. It was just like sort of an interesting take to be like, well, this is like an ancient tradition based around kind of a different thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was, that was interesting. It's, it's really weird. I would love to see like a, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't actually want to see like a, a history of like, Pokemon human relations in the world and stuff because I think it would be kind of weird and boring. Like I, I much more am into like theorizing and speculating about it. It's I think it's more fun. <laughs> I was but, gonna say you could you could maybe make it fun, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it but depends. I think I think whenever they dive into it in the games, it just feels really out of place and weird. Like whenever they they like dive into weird mythology and stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the trick of this whole series is it's like. The game was not designed to have a plot, mm-hmm. you know, like, and and it has become this whole this whole media empire, you know. It's turned into this juggernaut of like these cute little monsters. So, like, yeah, of course you have to like make a story around it, but like, it's it's just <laughs> its yeah. foundation is built upon sand. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's... shifting. Yeah, it's so it's it's fascinating, and like I, I I appreciate like the the people and the other like folks out there who want to like you know really dig into that and tear that stuff apart. But uh, I I don't really get as much of a kick out of it um, unless I'm just kind of digging looking over that stuff with a cursory glance and kind of extrapolating it to where it would like, make sense in like a real world situation. Yeah, like what what sorts of conclusions can we draw from this? And, yeah. Yeah. Um but that's more or less the movie like there's like we talked about some some weird plot things here and there and some odd choices but like Yeah, certainly it has its it has its weaknesses, but overall I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, like I I wasn't thinking about I guess yeah, like the the dad switch him up thing at the end was like the only thing that really took me out of the movie because I was like, uh, right when it happened, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, but like I never felt like that with any other moment in the movie, really. So, yeah, I think it's real good, and I think people should see it. I think 
Sneasel is one of my favorite, favorite Pokemons, and there were a lot of Sneasel just kind of running around. Yeah, there was a bunch at the end. A bunch of the people who were, like, working on the parade mm-hmm. had Sneasel. Yeah. Um, Those Bulbasaur were Bulbasaur. just cute as heck. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Very... The whole Bulbasaur sequence delighted me. Yeah. And all the little, all the little, like, what's it called? Morlul? Yeah, those guys. But then there was also the weird little, the little fairy ones that are the little flower. It's like Flabe. Flab- yeah, there's Flabebes. I'm not sure they showed up. I think there, there was, was Comfey. Uh, Maybe that's what I saw. But Morlul and Flabebe kind of look similar. I, but I think it, I think it no, showed up definitely a little bit. But anyway, yeah, that that whole sequence was great. Yeah, I really happy. Like they didn't throw a ton of different Pokemon uh, into the movie. They just kind of you know used the ones they had bottles for and just kind of sprinkled them throughout, which I think works well with like certain regions having certain Pokemon and different quantities and stuff. They but. definitely did get like a respectable assortment, you know, mm-hmm. like there was definitely a few scenes that were like, we're going to highlight a lot of Pokemon right now. Yeah. And then there were a few scenes where it was like, we ran out of animation money and there's going to be a <laughs> lot of Growlithe in this yeah. <laughs> scene. <laughs> I, I really liked the, the Greninja that weren't attacking them. I mean, those ones are cool too, but I liked kind of just walk you through the marketplace scene and being like, like, oh, that dude's not a dude. That's a, that's just a Greninja, actually, just standing <laughs> just there. Just strolling around. Yeah. Oh, it's... It's good. I am I know they've, like, already announced a sequel. Um, I'm really excited to see more. I was not aware of that. Yeah. That's... I That makes me happy. I, I, I look forward to seeing more from this, from this uh, sort of world. I, I'm mm-hmm. curious if they will... Um, stick with the same characters yeah i think i would like to see something different like it feels like this kind of resolved itself but i justice smith was also really good so it could be interesting yeah. to see him work with a so my thing partner. is i feel like if you made another movie and you didn't have a pokemon that could talk as a main character it would be right. lacking some of the charm of this movie yeah like, like there was a lot of humor there and stuff that ran yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe they'll do criminal meowth or something <laughs> instead of Detective <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> but uh, another another sort of gritty noir. With, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, uh, however they do it, I want to see just more Pokemon rendered and existing in the world and seeing what what they can do. Yeah. Uh, but, it was just. Yeah, it's just just delightful. Yeah, if you've if you've got any like connection to the Pokemon as a franchise at all, and any nostalgia for it, like you're you'll you'll really enjoy the movie. Um, and even if you don't, I think it's it stands on its own really well. Um, but yeah, I I would say that's that's about covered it. Um, yeah, we could probably uh, just sort of wax philosophical about this movie for a long time but it's it's mm-hmm. already been an hour so. yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah i guess uh this episode will 
go up as soon as we can. Sorry, we've had some delays and stuff. We've we've both been on uh, vacations and weird schedules and stuff, but hopefully we'll be able to be a little more on track in the the future here for a bit. But uh, yeah, so we will get we'll get back to our normal scheduled episode and talk about uh, Porygon Two, the sequel, the sequel to Porygon on next week's episode. Um. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you tell any of your Pokemon inclined friends to maybe take a peek at our cool Pokemon podcast as well. Uh, and gosh, I think that's gonna just about do it for us. My name is Brayden. My name is Will. Go beyond the ball. <laughs> <laughs>